0: It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend, Bruce Wolfe, and his trusty sidekick, comedian, Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf,
1: Bruce Wolfe, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap, and now my favorite part of the show, wherein in, I guess, what's in Tim's background. And Tim, this week, I know for sure, it's a Venn diagram of everyone who loved Richard Lewis and Mitch McConnell, and I'm the only one in it, okay? <laughs> Am I right about that?
0: <laughs> uh, not even close all uh, right what do we got here i'm uh, i'm sitting out here waiting for that surge pricing to kick in.
1: oh that is so good that is so good and it was funny as somebody was tweeting that uh, i guess elizabeth warren is um is upset about this because i think it's competing with her um powwow chow of franchises <laughs> uh, maybe but uh but, but no but somebody somebody tweeted that huh. she has probably never eaten at Wendy's in her life. Now, I don't. I don't think you need to do that in order to have standing. I mean, do you have to have had sex in order to be a Catholic priest? All right, we'll <laughs> move on from there. Okay.
0: Well, no. It's funny to me is that everybody that complains, everybody I see complaining, they all tag it with "not like I'd ever eat there," but
1: right, yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly.
0: unfair to the people who do. And here's what here's what I think. Here's my take on it. Yeah. It's supply and demand, man. We, we, we have the technology now where you can actually set prices to actually fit the supply-demand curve. And what happens when you can do that? The lines go away. Oh, no, it's a sensitivity to,
1: you know, why, why wouldn't we want that? We should have more surge pricing. You know what we should also have? surge gun ownership i think like you know if if, if, if there's a certain area in you know, a neighborhood that needs an ar-15 okay i don't think you need one at the kansas city chiefs celebration you know maybe <laughs> if the bears win i could understand that it will have been a long time since you've been won, to, but...
0: have you ever been to kansas city it's uh it's not a no. bad it's not a bad place to have, to, to to be packing <laughs> exactly Exactly. all
1: right so anyway so speaking of richard lewis you know i had i have to get your view on it because i mean you're a stand-up comedian i mean how did you it, it was for me it's very sad but what did you think of him
0: well you know it's actually kind of funny it is uh, uh i'm on a flight i'm on a flight home and uh i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to do for the next few hours and I, I i i scroll through the series that are available and well, oh, here's the new season of curb your enthusiasm ah. And I go, you know, Uh, Bruce constantly references this, so it might behoove me to actually uh, watch watch some of the some of that uh, the last season of. uh, And uh, Richard Lewis comes on, and uh, honest to God, Bruce, I thought to myself, is didn't he die already? He he kind (laughs) of looked like he was dead too. Did you see the one where he's in the golf cart? Did you see that episode yet? I I I did not. I did not get that. They make a
1: reference. uh, I mean, spoiler alert, they make a reference to including each other in their wills. And it's a whole it's actually a funny bit because Richard says he's going to put his uh, put Larry in his will. And Larry says, oh, no, you're just doing that because you want me to put <laughs> you in my will. I mean, it, it, that's actually pretty <laughs> funny. Um, well, I actually, saw
0: the episode where they said is uh the it will make a deal is uh, anyone who has cancer doesn't have to be anyone's friend anymore.
1: Oh, that's uh, you know, I mean, I. I found myself going through uh Twitter clips of Richard Lewis yesterday. I mean it really kind of really hit me. Um one of the reasons is I actually knew him a little bit. Did you ever meet him? I never Did, I
0: never met him. I, okay. I never met him, but I knew he so, was a friend of Zanies. where where I was. Yeah, he was a friend of so. Zanies.
1: He was on uh, Stephen Gary many times in like the eighties and early nineties, and you know, and I would be sitting there, you know, and he they basically just sat back and let him go crazy because, you know, he had <laughs> he had this spasmodic delivery, which I mean was very funny and worked real well for him. And um, I used to have this bit on Channel Thirty Two called the Hallway Ambush Interview, so. I, I did, you know, he was in town, you know, to promote his appearances at Zanies and I, you know, would accost him in the hallway and he'd have fun with the ambush interview. And I did it one year and then he was back like a year and a half later. And I did another hallway ambush interview. And then, you know, like a year or so later, I, w- I had a day off. And he was in town and he, he was at our studio to be interviewed by the uh, anchors. And he yelled out, they, they reported to me, where's my hallway ambush interview? So it, w- it was kind of neat that, you know, that he remembered me that way. And it was really nice. It was nice. But I found myself going through some old clips uh, on Twitter yesterday uh, of uh, Richard Lewis. And, you know, some of the curb stuff is real funny. But some of it seems a little strange uh, and strained, strained, I should say. I mean, and you think I'd love the curb stuff uh, about old Jewish men playing golf since I'm an old Jewish man who loves golf. But the thing that really made me laugh and you you might enjoy it. He did a stand up on The Carson Show in 82. And, you know, that delivery and he's talking about his mom or grandma getting change ready while she's in New Jersey for the Golden Gate Bridge toll. <laughs> They're going cross-country. <laughs> and he's also this stuff about the ridiculously long line in the wee hours at the DMV with people barbecuing and the new Christy Minstrels performing. And he said the new Christy Minstrels. I said, that's the one that stuck with me because in a lesser comic, a wannabe like me, would have gone with Up With People. But he, he knew that new, new Christy Minstrels is funny. Up With People is prosaic you know so i mean so you know i it really struck me and did you see he was on candid camera when he was like 15 years old he was they had him his guidance counselor was telling him that he was best suited for manual labor and you see his reaction to that and then he's talking to some fellow student we happened to be a black kid at the time. And, you know, he's like, can you believe it? They want me to do. A... And, you know, he didn't do a bit over it. You know, it was 15, but it was but just him. It's amazing because now I know why he was, you know, kind of a paranoid uh, uh neurotic. He probably thought he was on candid camera all the time. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you, I, I remember growing up and I want of like, I kind of
0: like that Jim Carrey movie. What was that? Right, uh, the Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah, Truman
1: Show. I remember growing up. And wanting to be on candid camera, hoping the candid camera was around. And I'll never forget—I once picked up some some loose garbage. There he is on candid camera. I once picked up some loose garbage on the street, like on Main and Crawford and Skokie, where I lived. Thinking you never know, candid camera might be there. I mean, and that's pretty sick. Okay, <laughs> I mean, well,
0: depending on what the garbage was. You know, it might be uh...
1: maybe, you know what? I think it was quotidian garbage uh, and it you know it was up with people garbage. It wasn't New Christy Minstrel's garbage. So anyway, all right, let's turn to the news just a little bit. So the AP headline said an Athens man was arrested for the murder of this uh, woman, a student at the university of Georgia. Oh, so uh, it was a
0: Greek it, immigrant.
1: Well, I think the AP uh, uh journalism is Greek to the AP <laughs> Oh yeah, because, I mean, that's that's what they dub him. And, you know, he's an illegal immigrant. And then, of course, the whole argument becomes, well, you know, the rate of crime uh, of murder among the illegal immigrants is no greater than the crime rate <laughs> among other Americans like that should be the standard. I mean, I think we want to make sure that the people that we're allowing in are really pristine you know not yeah. not just our garden yeah, we, we want
0: to bring in we want to bring in non-murderers to actually bring our crime rate down
1: right we're trying to get the you know the the, the melting pot to to taste a little better that way <laughs> so uh yeah just, sweeten yeah. up the melting pot That's, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah anyway i'm thinking this has willie horton potential okay it's going to be one of those cases where um you know, the liberals are going to get, Oh, you're, you're dwelling on this. It's unfair. But you know, when it came down to it, remember uh, what's his face, Pith Helmet, uh, who ran for president, Dukakis, speaking of Athens, man, uh, Dukakis, uh, lets this guy who, who was in jail for, for murder and had no chance of parole, no chance for parole. So there's no no reason even to let him out on a weekend furlough, you know, to get him accustomed to being back in society because he's not going to ever get out of jail. Let's him out and he commits a murder. So I yeah, and, and it was like considered unfair back then to bring that. I thought it was fair I thought it was totally fair. And I think this well, is well, it fair- was. Bro-
0: Uh, The the thing is, back then, the press the press recycled it. I mean, it uh, it it, once it became a campaign issue, they would talk about it being a campaign issue. They are they are so going to ignore this. What uh, what I think what I think is uh, Trump should take a page out of the Democrats book and it should show up at this girl's funeral.
1: Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one. All right. Meantime, let's talk about the real criminals, not Athens, man. Let's talk about white women retail theft did you see this (laughs) i did Did see see that the fbi puts out the fbi puts out a a tweet or a video or whatever uh higher prices dangerous products and closing businesses these are just some of the impacts organized retail theft has on everyday americans says the fbi in a tweet (laughs) learn what the fbi does to combat these crimes on the federal level to protect shoppers across the country in the picture is of like two <laughs> Miss America contestants standing there looking like they're lifting, shoplifting. It reminds me of the, do you remember the, the old LoJack commercials? You know, that device that was used yeah. to, for your car. And they would show like this fat little bald white a guy who looks like he was an accountant trying to jimmy the locks on cars on the street. <laughs>
0: My yeah. uh, my take on this, my take on this, Bruce, for yeah. me, it's really nice to see that two white women are appearing in a commercial without being married. <laughs> I
1: mean, I you know, at least they could have. You know, what? if I'm Dylan Mulvaney, I'm very upset that I'm not in this commercial. I mean, <laughs> we're always being portrayed as the pure and innocent ones drinking the Bud Light. We can we can. We can steal a dresser too. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know. The, the well, that's uh, that's that's, oh. that's kind
0: of been uh, that's kind of been proved by Sam Brinkman, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It. So,
1: the there, so there you go. I mean, let's let's concentrate on the real criminals, the the Miss America circa 1983 uh, contestants <laughs> uh, who are you know who, who are shoplifting. They're they're desperate. And thank you, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. But there's something that I've been very it just speaks to the era we live in now. There's a dark brand and conspiracy meet, and uh, this is something that you seem uh, to have a lot of fun with. You've co-opted) <laughs> You've co-opted Dark Brandon. This is a a yard sign. And uh, do you enjoy playing around with the Dark Brandon meme? No, I resent the hell out of it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This will have Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So, yeah, I mean, who says Joe Biden is ducking the media? He appeared on the (laughs) Seth Meyers show. Now, somebody had actually tweeted, see, here's Biden... He's up late at night. Well, you know, the, the show is taped at like at four o'clock Eastern time. I wonder okay.
0: how many times they had to tape it so they oh had my at good, good edit.
1: You know, I <laughs> I, I I thought for the over under on the number of takes to get a funny prepared response to the senile question, if they, that one was even asked. I but I love the way Amy Poehler. You know, I mean, you think Amy Poehler is you know you know really with it. I mean, she had what was it Parks and Recreation? Whatever. I mean, she's you know. And for her, her to be a shill for Joe Biden, um, I mean, we're in an era right now where Bob Costas is coming out against Joe Biden. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and I, I mean, if Bob Costas does that, it's safe for Amy Poehler to do it, too. And so he's so Biden's on with um, with, uh, with with Seth Meyers. And. Um, but I I just it's uh, it's. It, yeah it, it was it was it was just ridiculous that i mean he's it, you know he's tall, taller than seth uh, and did you see the way they negotiated the steps how many times did they re- rehearse that <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: those aren't those aren't are, you know little stairs so uh yeah
0: it's like the, then, it's like they got amy polar there the whole time so they to make it look <laughs> like uh well we didn't have to re-edit this no
1: right. that, well, that and, she's kind
0: of the magician's assistant there yeah
1: and I noticed that, you know, there was a standing ovation from the entire crowd. What are the odds that you're going to get 100 percent? I mean, I realize that uh, where's it that taped in New York? I mean, it's a heavy uh, uh, Democratic state. But what are the odds that the entire audience is is, is going to be uh, Biden faithful? I mean, because there was well, everybody was standing, everybody. So, well,
0: well, well, here's the thing. If they, they knew they had to tape it several times. Oh, okay. So they had to. So I'm sure that they that that that, that 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 probably wasn't even the same audience that was there for the rest of the show. <laughs> it's, it would be interesting to actually, if you could sit through a Seth Seth Myers episode, it'd be interesting to see how many audience members changed between the Biden interview and the uh the regular yeah, show. That,
1: that would so so Biden also was for some reason he s- said the secret to his longevity or his life or whatever other than ice cream is sex with jill now who asked him to say that <laughs> you know i would have expected him to say that he had sex with marlena dietrich the other day i mean but not but yeah
0: it's uh i, mean, uh, I like uh, i like the clinton administration better when hillary used to farm that job out sure sure <laughs>
1: um so uh trump then I, I, I gotta admit it was a little bit funny did you see Trump? He had to ad lib because his prompter wasn't working. I mean, he says the prompt was not working. So he started ad libbing and he started doing a an imitation of Biden <laughs> walking around.
0: He should be uh, careful. He got in a lot of trouble imitating that New York Times reporter. If you remember, you should uh, not you should not you should not try to imitate the disabled. That's what we learned. Well, that was
1: lot. I mean, was that a New York Times reporter who was yeah. disabled? Like, that was disgusting. I mean that well. was absolutely disgusting. It was. I mean, I would dare say that it was disqualifying. But to imitate <laughs> your opponent, your opponent, which he, he did, and you know, it was.
0: Since when is a New York Times reporter not a t- Trump opponent?
1: Oh, that, that's for sure. Uh, but but, <laughs> but it's. Uh, but I I I, th- I thought it was okay. His his imitation of uh, of Biden. Um, I yeah. You know, I'm always tempted to say that he's Oval Office funny, (laughs) Trump, uh, (laughs) if not even if not even that. Um, But I I just I just thought it was uh, interesting that he did spend his time that way. I mean, he had he had time to he had time to kill on that. Um, And then did you see that uh, so Shane Gillis was the host of SNL this uh, Saturday Night Live this last uh, weekend. And, you know, they made a big deal about how the guy's politically correct, incorrect and all that. And he is somewhat. But the guy didn't vote for Trump. So it's not like, I mean, that's how far they'll go. Uh, and he did a bit, which was actually pretty funny, about Trump's uh, gym shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the ones that I think were should have been worn in the NBA All-Star game. And that's why they scored 400 points in that game. But he... Um, You know, and the and the and the bit was, you know, a takeoff, I guess, on white men can't jump. But it was uh, Trump, uh, Shane Gillis playing Trump, wearing the new Trump gold gym shoes. And he can't make a basket, but because when he make when he plays with the gym shoes on, he thinks he made a basket and can make others around him believe that he made a basket too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he, it was he really, gaslights it was, people. It's yeah, very funny. Yeah, total
1: gaslighting. It was Is that terrible. what happened
0: in white men? I never saw white men can't jump. Either. Was yeah. it about a pair of magic sneakers? <laughs> I don't remember. Because right because or. I think I think what you're thinking of might be son of Flubber. Uh, it could
1: be. Yeah, I mean, I saw Flubber and Son of Flubber, uh, so that was in the era of a magical uh, potions, uh, elixirs, things like that. If you remember, It Happens Every Spring was a baseball movie with Ray Milland where uh, he was experimenting and he put some kind of uh, little. Pe- pe- now I'm, you know, having a Biden moment here, but some kind of. Uh, uh, Magic Grease Not,
0: Magic Grease on the baseball? Grease
1: or something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. On the baseball. And um, and he was a winner that way. And then at the same time, you have you have Flubber. with I was Fred McMurray in that one? I can't yeah. remember. He
0: was the inventor of Flubber. He was the yeah, absent minded I mean, so, professor.
1: So they had that that was, you know, that era. You know, there were in a lot of copycat movies
0: that way. But um, um there was actually had, another funny sh- Shane Gillis uh, uh uh skit that they cut from the show. It's, the, uh, uh, you can find it online. The Liberty uh, Mutual one. Lib- you seen the Liberty Mutual one? Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't believe they cut it. It was hysterical. Yeah, I saw it.
0: It was funnier than it was funnier than anything that it had on Saturday Night Live Why did this they year. It?
1: Why did they cut it? Did they? My
0: guess we- is, my guess is, is there uh, is there advertising? Uh, what w- w- uh, said, uh, you know, Liberty Mutual is actually a sponsor. We should probably run this ad by them to if they have proof. yeah yeah and then liberty the, the writers at liberty mutual saw the show saw the skit and said you know that's funnier than anything we've ever written
1: yeah and, 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 and <laughs> you know what the problem is and the liberty mutual ads are funny so it's bad when you've got funny, funny ads for, they're not they, funny
0: they, they try to be funny. Well, I've never seen I've never seen, I've never laughed at a Liberty You don't Mutual. think
1: Liberty Bibberty is funny. I mean you no, can't go I, wrong with a Liberty Biverty. I do. <laughs> is this, not. is it as funny as an emu? That <laughs> that's a psychopath. It's
0: definitely definitely the funniest insurance commercial is definitely Mayhem. Those are oh, the, yeah, yeah. Mayhem no, is agree. Mayhem's number 1. I think Flo is number 2. Oh no, no 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 number 2 is uh, uh Dr. Rick Pillows. Is number yeah. two, and I think is that you progressive. You don't
1: think you don't think Jake from State Farm, who was replaced yeah. by a black guy named Jake from State Farm, the real Jake from State Farm, that's replaced, that's tied that's with guy. it. That's, that's tied
0: with a. That's too. tied with a limu <laughs> emu. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway, um Shane Gillis, uh, and just to show fairness, and this is as fair as Saturday Night Live is going to get. Okay, so they lampoon Trump. I get it, but then it, at the end of the bit they pass the ball to Joe Biden and he falls flat on his face trying to catch it. So there is, I mean, for Saturday night live, that's balance. And yeah. I, I, I was absolutely happy with that. Um, so let, let's go from that to, oh, and then as Gillis, as the host, it was kind of interesting. He, he does humor about down syndrome kids. Mm-hmm. And and and, it, and it's pretty it's, it's sensitive, but it's it's pretty funny as well. They live; they're happier than anyone well, else. Well, yeah.
0: it's his niece. It's his, yeah, right. It's, and it's his, his
1: niece, and he also does this bit about how, when you're you're a kid, you're your uh, your mother's uh, gay, best gay friend. That and then then you have then you hit puberty, <laughs> and and then she's not your friend anymore. And that's a that's a funny bit too. But they were talking in his stone syndrome bit. He talks about. Some white guys on the playground making fun. It's just, you know, made, a made up thing. Oh,
0: he dropped yeah. the R word.
1: Making fun. Yeah. And then black guys come up and, you know, hey, Cracker, what are you doing? And so, so, you know, he's on the side of the angels there by making the whites the evil ones so that he, sure. he's got cover to do his <laughs> Down syndrome humor. I totally get it. I understand where he's coming from. You know, let, let's let let me, you know, white people have got to be the heavy. I, I, I totally understand. The,
0: the funniest joke for me in that in, in, in the monologue, the one that really cracked me up was uh, uh, if you want to know what my niece looks like, imagine me with bangs.
1: It was pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, let's quickly in the time we have remaining in this segment analyze Michigan and uh, what happened uh, uh, you know, as far as uh, Trump's and Biden's chances, to the uncommitted vote. You're a Michigan guy. How do you view it?
0: Uh I think it's uh, I think it's election over. That's uh oh, really? Why? Uh, well, they 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 actually did. They found out that in South Carolina, half the 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 voters for Nikki Haley. We're Democrats. We're registered right, Democrats. Right. right. And uh, I believe Michigan also has an open primary. Right. So. So it was more it was more than just him winning by a two to one margin. Yeah. And- I mean,
1: the way I've, I've, I've actually heard and read Steve Cornacki of MSNBC, and he's no conservative, uh, saying, hey, don't be fooled by the primary results, which, you know, show a huge amount of Republicans <laughs> uh, anti-Trump because in a general election polls, there's like only three percent of Republicans are ready to turn on him. So, it you know, it comes down a lot to independence. A lot of it's going to come down to whether, you know, these educated Democrats are if there are enough of them to to come out for Biden right now. I mean, you know, Trump is, you know, he's leading in all the swing states. I don't know yeah. if any of that. You know, change. you know,
0: it, you know, at DNC headquarters in Michigan, they say, What do you, what did you think about that? Uh, I think we're going to have to mail out a lot more ballots this time. <laughs> well, there you go. And then,
1: and then we could have our arguments about whether the election was rigged, but which we won't have will be moot once uh, Trump <laughs> wins the election. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. <laughs> Qualifications. Stampeding cattle. That's not much of a crime. Through the Vatican. Kinky.
0: Sign here. (coughs) Why, Rat, how many times have I told you to wash up after weekly cross (laughs) See, it's coming off.
1: (gasps) And now, for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Seize them! Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the... Weekly rap. So, you know, big controversy over Google, uh, Gemini, their AI. Uh, I got to tell you, this is nothing. Nothing's new under the sun. Fifty years <laughs> ago, in Blazing Saddles, you, you got Mel Brooks portraying a Klan member as, as a black guy. Uh, Cleavon <laughs> Little. So, I mean, I totally understand it. Uh, nothing wrong with it, uh, Google did. You know, you know, they're, and they're, somebody was saying, Because that this was as bad as the new Coke, (laughs) the way that this was rolled out, um, this this Gemini AI, uh, and that Google hadn't done anything good in like anything new or good in like 15 years. And I'm thinking, you know, that's like complaining that God hadn't on the eighth day that to God, you know, what have you done for me lately? Uh, I mean, it's Google. That's all they have to do. Um, Yeah. So they make a little mistake where they portray, I mean, it's, it's,
0: well, I see nothing. We're now in the era of Hamilton casting. Totally.
1: (laughs) Totally. You know, and, and remember, I mean, even Hamilton, you know, poor Lin-Manuel Miranda got pilloried. Because he wanted blacks to be included in the whole American experiment and be have George Washington portrayed as a black man. After that, it became like, oh, no, 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 George Washington, we should tear down the Washington Monument. We should tear down the Lincoln Memorial. All these guys are racists. You don't want to be part of that. So, you know, that Lynn manuel Miranda was it was an idealist so i don't
0: know enough about about hamilton um but but were all the slave owners in the play white
1: i don't i don't i remember seeing it actually the best way to see it was not in person which is expensive anyway was to see it on tv with captions because that way (laughs) and i know that you said you can see things in, in the theater with captions now too but Otherwise, you're not going to get the rap in the song. It was much better. Uh, I don't remember that. What I do remember is there was a TV show on TBS called The Detour about this family that was on a vacation that (laughs) kept going crazy over three years, and they wound up having to hide out and everything. And one day, they are seeing, basically, it was a parody of Hamilton. It was about the United States Postal Service and how it began. (laughs) And everyone... (laughs) Everyone in in that was um, black, except for Sally Hemmings, who was white. So <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, it, w- it was fun. And then, you know, the people in the audience, the people who were on the detour, the tourists are sitting there. They're saying, yeah, it's pretty good. But these exp- seats were awfully expensive. <laughs> so that was their comment on, on Hamilton. A little bit overrated. But, yeah, the Gemini thing is, I mean, it's, you know, garbage in, garbage out how could they, and they're, they're supposedly going to re, retool it, but they really can't because it's the people who are doing the tooling that need to be replaced. And I mean, that's one of the problems. Sure. And, yeah. Did you see, um, apparently there's this young New York times writer and he tells the story, I think it was in the Atlantic about how they were all together one day, the young, I think it's the young writers and he, was either eating or mentioned that he liked Chick a Chick fil A sandwich, and
0: oh, I did I did hear about that. And
1: he was eviscerated for that.
0: Yeah, yeah and they said, we do not, he, he we, do to, not he we do not we do not do that here.
1: Yeah, he bent, and they were snapping their fingers. Yeah, you know against it, which, I haven't seen that since West Side Story. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, or
0: beat Nick poetry night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Daddy. so, uh, but he, and he tried to amend it quickly by saying, well, I like the chicken, not the, the, uh, the, the president of the company, but if that didn't, that didn't work and he was shamed.
0: It's apparently, apparently he, uh, he, he said that, uh, that, 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 he lied. He didn't even, didn't even like, uh, uh Chick-fil-A that he was he was actually lying because he was worried about being um elitist because Oh so uh, he
1: actually made up that he liked Chick-fil-A and that got him yeah. in trouble?
0: <laughs> yeah, the sandwich the sandwich that he enjoys the uh, uh the, the 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 real answer was a $19 sandwich. Yeah, right.
1: he, didn't yeah wanna, did he, didn't wanna, he did not want to he
0: didn't want to he did not want his his peers to think that he was elitist. So he thought yeah. he thought Chick-fil-A was the sandwich of the common man. I yeah. I don't I I, I I don't know what sandwich you could order that wouldn't have opposition. I mean, you can't couldn't couldn't say I like to go to Wendy's now. It's interesting because, right, this uh, this uh, with
1: the surge pricing, this approximates uh, the electorate that Steve Kornacki was talking uh, about. Trump is in and, and the Republicans are gaining among non-college educated folk and the elitists the democrats have become an elitist party or it's you know you know when we were growing up they were the working class party and that seems to be changing and if you get a a big turnout it could really especially um, um, you know among people who don't normally vote you know like in special elections or off year elections but will vote in a presidential election that will redound to the benefit uh, of trump And, and you know there's a perfect illustration the guy is trying to be like Adlai Stevenson with the hole in his shoe, just plain folks. <laughs> and it turns out that he's 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 a pig because he picked the wrong sandwich. Yeah, to, he, uh, he,
0: he ate a homophobic sandwich.
1: <laughs> <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>
0: um,
1: so let us turn to a, a, a former liberal, I think, Jerry Seinfeld. He's coming out of a uh, an event with Barry Weiss. You know, she's was the,
0: he liberal. Was he liberal? Well, you know, he was always kind of apolitical, wasn't
1: he? Well, yeah. I mean, he didn't show it very much on in, in the show, but he's you know, there he's coming out of a Barry Weiss event. And he's got these Palestinians uh, or sympathizers uh, yelling at him and calling him a Nazi, whatever, and not the soup Nazi either. And um, <laughs> and I think, you know, this at this point, he was offended. As a Jew, not as a comedian, he was actually offended uh, that way. There's it was an, another interesting story, and it's about
0: what did he come out? Did, what did he say about Israel? I don't know. Oh, I mean, well, if
1: he's at a Barry Weiss event, Barry oh, Weiss oh, okay. is, is four oh, okay. square in favor of Israel.
0: Oh, okay, okay, got it.
1: So, um, so there was I read this article. It's you know who, who are uh, is doing these protests at the Ivy League universities. They're basically a bunch of dern furners at, at these elite schools. They for they're well endowed. They 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 pull pay full tuition. I, how do you know that? Uh I I they they, they pay full tuition.
0: Oh oh they're, oh yeah, oh, am oh, oh, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. I'm
1: sorry. yeah no. I mean it's your mind. We've been showing too many pinup pictures <laughs> the last couple of weeks. So they've got I mean, the last thing I wanna, that's the billion. last thing
0: I want to do is be stuck in prison with some well-endowed Palestinians, let me tell you.
1: Well, then you can't like the Larry David episode of Palestinian Chicken. Just mention Theodore Herzl while she's mounting you. And uh, you both reach a great points of ecstasy. The, um, But anyway, so they're, these foreign kids, they're paying full tuition because their parents are loaded. And, um, and you know, they serve the purpose of, you know, DEI. At, at the schools because they're the so-called minorities you know they're not blacks from the west side of chicago <laughs> they're, they're blacks from you know some uh and, and foreigners from uh, some uh some emirate and so they so they serve that both purposes they pay the full tuition they're serving uh you know the the quota uh requirement i mean i think at this point I mean, with these Dern Ferners in here, it's time to close the border uh, uh, off at, at Harvard and don't let them in, into the country. Uh, that, I mean, that that seems and that's that's where you're getting the that's where you're getting the opposition right there. It's not even it's not even Americans, mainly. Damn. Well, the money's been right. the
0: money's been flowing in. the money's been flowing into uh, American universities for a while. I mean, they, yeah. they, they've essentially they've essentially followed the German model of uh of the 20s where they they've they've put people they've installed people in all the institutions that uh right yeah that are anti it's almost too
1: late um so did you see where mary poppins has been canceled (laughs) I I, i don't know if it's a full cancellation but i guess in in mary poppins there's a song that um talks about the hot and tots being hot or whatever and or, or hot to trot with a hot and tot. I'm not I'm not sure what that apparently is verboten uh so it's no longer a jolly holiday with Mary I guess
0: uh I, I mean if, if, well, if was if, it a line in a song or is it actually a whole song I don't remember the hot and tots are hot to trot or is that just no, part I, of the I Broadway just,
1: I, I just oh. said the hot and tots are hot to trot but I mean there was a mention of hot and tots and you, you can't do that. I mean, that, in, I, in, I in, what, in one of the songs, I'm guessing. I think so. I think so. Let's see. It's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I remember that. Uh, I'd have to go through the whole catalog.
0: It's not Feed uh, the Birds.
1: No, no. Hottentot's
0: uh, Tot's a bag.
1: They're, they're Tuppence <laughs> and Feed tuppens the Birds. a bag, yeah. Where, uh, what else? It's a jolly holiday. I love to there. laugh.
0: I love to laugh.
1: I, boy, there's, boy, there's I laugh a
0: lot of I good laugh songs in there. I laugh like a hottentot, tot, maybe. I, yeah, I
1: don't... Uh, really good songs in uh, mary poppins and you know while this was coming up there was discussion of dick van dyke's uh english accent which apparently was horrible i wouldn't know because that's the first english accent i ever heard was dick van dyke
0: yeah so, so it, i learned an english accent what yeah you that's think? what
1: that's my english accent i mean i also learned how to sidestep an ottoman as well i mean dick van dyke was a (laughs) a great role model for me and i just
0: i always wanted to learn how to trip over it like he did how he could do that (laughs) yeah
1: that is even better than the. that's a skill i it's, it's pretty good that's pretty good um all right we got let's show this picture. If we've got, do we have Laura Logan and Kyle Rittenhouse? Now, you know, we've shown pictures of Kyle Rittenhouse where he looks like the big boy and that's a doctored photo, but this, this is actually Kyle Rittenhouse and Laura Logan together. And speaking of well-endowed and I was just thinking, did he just carry a boner across state lines? That was my big concern. (laughs) Uh, so,
0: that picture looks a little doctor too. We still got that. Looks like they did up the rosy cheeks on him a little bit.
1: There we go. I mean, so I mean, I'm, I'm always fooled. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. But meanwhile, we'll be continuing fingerprint analysis, uh, fiber checks, DNA breakdown, hair samples, then using the microscopic dirt particles on this footprint. It's a matter of getting a geologic
0: breakdown of the entire city. We may not have that kind of time, Ted. Then maybe this will help. We found his wallet on the curb outside the Institute. Bruce
1: Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So they're going to do a reboot of The Naked Gun. And I kid you not. I mean, again, I can always be fooled on Twitter, but I think it's genuine. Liam Neeson is going to take the Leslie Nielsen role. And the only reason I could think of this was that Liam Neeson is a name that sounds like Leslie Nielsen. I mean I just don't see
0: No, 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 it's it, it, it's perfect cuz Niels, L- Liam Nielsen yeah. Liam Nielsen, has always been been, been kind of straight and that's right. what Leslie Leslie Nielsen was the same. He always I played agree. a straight guy. So actually to see him in comedy with such a strange juxtaposition is that you never expected the jokes to come from him. It, it, yeah. It's it's no. what made it it's what made it funny and uh, yeah. Liam
1: I, you know no I'm sure it'll be good and Seth MacFarlane's behind it and he knows what he's doing. Um, I actually my fits... favorite,
0: my favorite Liam Neeson movie, by the way, yeah. was the, uh, was the vignette he did for, uh, 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 the Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
1: Don't know that.
0: Oh, you've got to watch it. He plays an empresario in the old West oh, okay. and it's, it's wonderful.
1: Okay. I did see a thing where he did a bit with Ricky Gervais, <laughs> where they were trying to get him that he was going to do. He wanted to do comedy and they're sitting there and he's, he's pretending that he's um uh, he got aids from a homosexual he said. it was not the least they're going like this isn't working and he's just deadpanning and that's the whole thing he'll, he'll deadpan the whole thing and it, yeah it'll be funny yeah, he's, he's I'll, I'll perfect see i'll see it um so charlie woods tiger woods kid who i don't know how old he is is he like 14 now or something he actually competed in a preliminary round to get into a PGA tournament. And he shot an 86, including a 12 on one hole, which I mean, you know, that's not yeah, well. good. See? <laughs> so
0: You see tiger. You, you want your kid to be in golf. You got to beat him like your dad did. That's <laughs> <laughs> you can't no. you're you raise that kid too. Naive. That kid was yeah. too privileged for to, yeah. to actually.
1: No, I, um, I'm thinking that maybe golf talent is generation skipping. Uh, You know, maybe Charlie Woods' kids will be will be great golfers. It's still early. So, well, the thing
0: is, the thing is, too, he was so successful he was able to marry a bimbo. Is is basically what he should have done. He should have uh, he should have married uh, uh, married a lesbian because they're better at golf than models.
1: Well, when we should have some sort of you know, especially to compete with the Chinese, you know, are building a lot of golf courses. We should uh, we should, you know, have a genetic program and tiger at the very least. I mean, OK, let him marry Elaine Nordgren. I get that. But at the very <laughs> least, you're onto something here.
0: Get, get some tiger he, DNA and use it for the. You know,
1: yeah. Use and, it for uh,
0: one of the lady golfers and her girlfriend.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and uh,
0: Got you a got little tiger DNA here. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, wanna... that's the
1: way it should have been done.
0: Yeah, so, but then he's going to be raised with two moms. So I don't know if that's the, the optimal place for he's not going to have the discipline that uh
1: well you know you're are you are saying what what talk about stereotyping, like the mom's <laughs> <kid> discipline. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well that's you uh,
0: know, that's the thing. I think uh, I think a kid that's raised with two moms probably won't be able to throw a baseball very well, but he'll be the only kid in high school that wants to walk in on his parents. <laughs>
1: Well, I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. That was a great one. Uh, there's nothing like lesbian jokes. Okay. So let's turn <laughs> to baseball right now. Whee! The, um, it's spring training. And I don't know about you, Tim. But, you know, I remember when I care, everybody Everybody's talking about, oh, the first sounds of spring training. It's And I remember. Pitchers you know, and catchers. Remember,
0: which used to mean something different when we were boys.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Bob Ellison doing the games on the radio, you could hear the pitch hit the catcher's mitt. And, you know, what happened to me, and I think it was puberty. I think that's what happened. And then I, uh, but these (laughs) guys. Just like Shane Gillis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) These guys, it it all circles around. These guys, they're writing about, I mean, they're so excited about the pitchers and catchers reporting, and they're grown men they're talking about this and you know and, and every every single thing that goes on i just uh, I could I you just, actually hear
0: the ball here hitting the mitt or do you think they actually just had a mitt and a ball right there by the mic and did uh did like in the sound old effects like like ronald reagan did uh
1: well uh i don't think ronald reagan you know he got a stick at a wood block burn. is it, oh and it's a hit he, <laughs> he did not have the versatility to do the sound effects Look, I know because I started out as you I may have told you before. My first job in radio was in the 1940s as Jack Benny's sound man. I made the sound of his trousers uh, chafing against each other as they, as he they strode across <laughs> the stage. All Reagan did on WHO was use the ticker to announce the games and he had but no sound effects and the guy was such a bad ad-libber that one time the ticker got stuck and Billy Jurgis was up for the Cubs and he kept saying Billy Jurgis fouls went off. He had like fourteen foul balls before the tickers kicked in and worked again. I mean, couldn't he have, couldn't he have brought in a rain delay or something, or oh, no. you know, somebody? Coaches,
0: coaches walking up to the mound right now. It's uh... you know,
1: or Morgana the kissing bandit had run onto the field. <laughs> you know, something like that. But no, you know, so Jerkis just kept following st- following stuff off. Um, So they're uh, the sometimes uh, sports guy. And I like this guy. I mean, even though the sometimes isn't what it used to be, but he's the, uh, the sports columnist, his name is Jeff Agrist. And he was talking about the new white Sox announcer. And so he does this tweet and um, he says, and he mentions the name of the new Sox announcer. And he says that the guy's name is Schifrin. And as we may, we have discussed on this show, I said everybody would say that this guy was Schifrin, just like everybody in Chicago says Kaminsky Park and Soldier's Field because the guy's name is Schriffen, not (laughs) Schifrin. Okay, and um, I corrected Jeff, and he he actually thanked me for that. But I mean, if you if you're going to call him, I mean, and I think we should just stick with the mistake and call him Schifrin. It's really a mission impossible to change it to Schriffen. Okay.
0: There was a store did in the did, mall. Did everybody get
1: that Chris Jac get that joke? Did you get that joke, Chris? I missed the joke. Because it's Lalo Schifrin wrote the mission and mission impossible theme. Oh. See, nobody got that joke. Wow. No. you wanna when you edit this, you'll put the mission impossible theme underneath. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, good question.
0: All right. I remember so, yeah, there was so... a store in the mall in my youth called Schifrin Williams Willens, I think it was uh there you, there you go it was a mall store they, in the 70s did,
1: let's let's grind what kind of what kind of store
0: uh i think so i think it's what it was it was in the mall in the 70s i think Schiffen And what did,
1: they, what, what did they sell
0: i thought it was Schiffen. women's clothes
1: and of course you would go in there because on wednesdays you like to go shopping and put on women's clothes pardon my, <laughs> my python routine all right um so i don't even know if i want to talk about the white sox stadium <laughs> right now
0: oh uh, well, it seems like yesterday that they were complaining about Kaminsky, doesn't it
1: yeah. That, that, yeah
0: that oh it's so run down it's no it's it's heritage look across town what makes what what makes that team so popular do you think it's just the wgn broadcast no it's the it's the it's the ancient stadium it's and, a, uh, that's
1: a prettier ballpark than Kaminsky ever was though don't you think
0: with the I don't vines know. I oh don't know. yeah
1: come on and the neighborhood and you know well, that's
0: what... well, did they, they kept the neighborhood?
1: Oh, Chris is saying no. He's a big White Sox guy. <laughs> I'm a, look. I, I grew up a White Sox fan too, but I mean the ballpark, the old ballpark, the new park is awful uh, compared to the old one, and uh, and neither one is as pretty as as Wrigley Field is to watch a game. It is just my my opinion. Hey, we got it. We do have to mention that uh, Tom Skilling. Uh, the uh, weather guy retired did you ever watch a tom skilling weather forecast i mean i I have. I have okay all right so you're qualified um i would like uh ai to have my iphone read me the weather in the voice of tom skilling in the future uh, i already have the voice of mark gian greco hurling uh thinly disguised racial epithets so uh it would be you know we could have so Tom you, Skilling live. You would forever. like the
0: voice, the voice of, of Tom Skilling coming from the image of Cheryl Scott.
1: Well, here's the thing about that. Uh, <laughs> so the other night, my wife wanted to watch The Good Doctor on Channel Seven, and I I kind of watch it while you know I'm doing puzzles. So the show got interrupted five minutes in for a Cheryl Scott filibuster on a on the crazy weather the other night, uh-huh. which we didn't care about because by this time the storm was in Indiana. So Hey, the short answer on Cheryl, I mean, she's great. She's able to vamp for a long time. She's a worthy successor to skilling as Chicago's preeminent weather forecaster. Okay, now here's here's the snark about her.
0: So you're watching Cheryl Scott and the wife walks in. Did you kind of feel like you had to close the <laughs> laptop right away?
1: I had to keep to it of... open to pretend that I was still doing the crossword puzzle. <laughs> now that was kind of difficult. Uh, so um, here's the snark. I mean, I like Brant Miller. Uh, also, Cheryl... If you're going to be on for 20 minutes like that and you're preempting primetime programming, could you at least do a couple of wardrobe changes during your appearance? She was wearing like this very modest uh, black outfit. I'm thinking, you know, you know what the weather was like that night, a couple of nights ago. How about a little Marilyn Monroe seven year itch number? with a wind machine <laughs> to approximate the weather out of the west uh, yeah that would have been creative thinking because if you're going to interrupt a good doctor for that sure uh, you, you gotta do that so uh anyway i'm thinking uh the next big retirement in chicago broadcasting it will have to be Sven Gulli. uh and, and and hopefully you know i hope not why would you leave cares.
0: that gig why would you leave that what a what a great gig
1: well actually i mean svengoolie is a gig that you it would be helpful to the character to actually die while you're still the vampire i i uh this to be Guli, but well he then, was
0: originally son of Svengooli and then oh, the, I,
1: look i know the history so, i so
0: there, there yeah maybe uh, there could be a Guli the third huh
1: uh hey from your your lips to satan's ears bruce wolf tim slagle on the weekly
0: rap and that's the weekly rap on radio and television follow bruce at bruce wolf Shy on twitter and tim at Timslagle.com the weekly rap with bruce wolf a cp pods production